This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. This week, we are going to be cooking up a dish in my kitchen. Since we're home a lot more nowadays due to the COVID-19 pandemic, I thought it would be useful and hopefully really fun as well for you listeners to learn a bit more about cooking and get to know a simple recipe or two. today's episode, we'll be making a Castella cake. Now, Castella cakes are one of my favourite kinds of cakes. They're not that popular in Malaysia. But if you're a fan of chiffon cakes, you are sure to like a Castella. They're Portuguese in origin, but it's really, really popular in Japan and Taiwan as well. And the Japanese especially have mastered the art of making Castella cakes. In Japan, they come in many, many flavours, from plain vanilla to matcha to the one that I'll be walking you through today, a chocolate castella cake. So without further ado, let's head to the kitchen. Hello! Okay, so we're back in the kitchen and we are making a chocolate castella cake today. Um, now, castella cakes are pretty cool because they don't use any baking soda, baking powder to help it rise. All of it comes from the beating of some egg whites. So it's sort of like a meringue that it's mixed with like chocolate and other richer compounds like the egg yolks, a bit of milk, um, and some flour as well to, to give it a bit more strength. And so uh, let's begin. So first off, I'll need to crack some eggs, uh, eight eggs to be exact. And this is uh, one recipe that will make one seven by seven inch square cake. So I'm just going to separate the egg whites and the egg yolks here. And so the egg yolks, we are going to mix together with the chocolate and the whites we are going to whip up into a meringue. And that's where the cake gets a lot of its volume and it's going to be light as a cloud. So that is two. I'm using some kampong eggs here. So the uh, yolks are really, really orange. They are beautiful actually. But regular eggs work just as well. And uh, yeah, castella cakes are really popular in Japan and in Taiwan actually. Um, and the, the term castella actually has links to a uh, Portuguese cake. It's similar. And uh, yeah, just, just cool, cool facts about food origins and how all these different cultures intermingle to to form this very special cake. Yeah, so castella actually comes from the Spanish or Portuguese word. I forgot 
which one exactly? I think it was Spanish. Um, and it was due to all this like trade happening, and so the Spanish went over to Taiwan and and uh, Japan, and that's how they learned about this cake and made it their own. Okay, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, that's eight eggs separated into yolks and whites. So for the egg whites, I'm just gonna put it into the bowl of a stand mixer. Okay, just gonna put all of that in. And I'm just gonna set it aside for now while I prep the other ingredients. So, let's see. Other ingredients, which is uh, some dry ingredients. So, as I said, we need some all-purpose flour. I'm using 100 grams of that. Let me get my weighing scale. So 100 grams of all-purpose flour. And I'm sifting all of this, actually, just to make sure it's completely smooth. And it, if there are any lumps, it really detracts from that cloud-like texture that you're looking for in a Costella cake. So just making doubly sure that we have no lumps here. And also, it helps you mix everything uh, a bit easier as well. And with the 100 grams of flour, I'm adding a bit of cornstarch. So we get slightly smoother batter as well. Just a bit actually. I'm just gonna, about one tablespoon uh, or 15 grams. Okay, done. It's the cornstarch. And finally, the last dry ingredient, cocoa powder. So, I just got this new pack of cocoa powder. Let me cut it open. And whether your cocoa powder is Dutch processed or not, uh, both work pretty well. Again, 15 grams of this. Okay. Then, I'm just gonna sift all of this into a large bowl. Okay. Then, in a uh, microwavable bowl, I am going to melt some chocolate. Let me get my trusty bag of chocolate here. I'm using 80 grams here. Oh, we got 83. No worries, I'm gonna eat one. Okay. Okay, then, to this, I'm gonna add some milk. Get my milk. Around 80 grams of milk. Into the same bowl with the chocolate as well. Then I'm just gonna pop this into the microwave just to melt. Just gonna put it in for a minute. Okay, while that is going, I am going to add the eggs into the flour. So, I have my flour in a bowl. Um, oh, I need a spatula. Let me get a spatula. 
Okay. Now, I have all the dry ingredients in this bowl. And I'm gonna add the uh, egg yolks in with the dry ingredients. And also, I'm gonna add some oil. Oh, that's the microwave done. I can leave it in there for a bit. No worries. Um, okay, I'm gonna add some oil to this as well. Uh, 60 grams or 60 milliliters of oil. Uh, in with the egg yolks and the dry ingredients. Yep. Okay. And I'm just gonna mix this until I form a rough paste. Make sure you break the egg yolks. And then it will form this like brown paste because of the cocoa powder. And it'll look quite thick. Look a bit like it's lacking moisture. But not to worry, our moisture is coming in the form of the chocolate and milk. So now that it forms a paste, yeah, it's quite a thick paste here. It's almost like a short crust pastry dough in terms of texture. Okay, that's good. And let me just grab the uh, chocolate and milk from the microwave. Okay. And so I'm just gonna give this a, a quick stir just to make sure the chocolate binds together with the milk and you form this like smooth chocolate milk, essentially. Ooh, that looks so, so luscious. Okay, now we have this paste. You add it to the dry ingredients. So it'll look pretty thick, not to worry though. Just scraping it down. Get all the chocolate in. Okay, then you just give all of that a mix. And you have this sort of like gloopy paste. Don't worry about the texture. It'll all be good once we add the uh, egg whites to it. Okay, now let's move on to the egg whites. So, for the egg whites, um, I am just going to whip them out in a stand mixer. Now, you can do it by hand, but it will take a really, really long time because uh, there's quite a lot of egg whites in this. So, I prefer using a mixer just to save myself some uh, arm strength. So, let me let that go. And you're just gonna mix that on medium speed. Meanwhile, I'm gonna weigh out my sugar. Oh yeah, also actually, to the egg whites, you can add a touch of salt. It just helps it mix a bit better. So I'm just gonna add a pinch into it, into the machine right now. Some people also add lemon juice. Uh, you can do that, it's optional. But most crucially, you have to have sugar. So let me just weigh that out. I'm using 120 grams of sugar. You can use up to 150. Make sure there are no lumps again in your sugar. Right, once I see the egg whites have sort of like foamed up, I'm gonna add the sugar gradually. So I add about a third in first and let it beat on high. And then add a bit more sugar and let it beat a bit more. And once I see it sort of forms a stable foam, just dump the rest of the sugar in. 
Okay, so all the sugar is in. I'm gonna get away from that because it's getting quite noisy. But yeah, I'm just gonna let, let it go for about a minute, or maybe two minutes actually, until it reaches stiff peaks. Now, here comes the fun bit. I'm just gonna try and mix the meringue or the whipped egg whites together with the uh, chocolate base that we made before. Um, actually, before that, let me just preheat my oven. So, there's something special about the, uh, the way we are going to bake this. It's not just a simple bake, we're actually gonna use sort of like a water bath setup. Um, but to begin with, I'm just going to set my oven to 160 degrees Celsius and just let it heat up. So here I have the chocolate batter. And to this, I am going to add in my meringue. So to make it easier to mix together, because one is really light and the other is really heavy, I'm going to add around a third of the meringue into the chocolate and just give that a quick fold just mix it together actually just like stir it you can be a bit rough with this just to start with this is just to lighten the base a bit so it makes mixing everything else a bit easier all right that's looking good now um, gonna add uh, another third of the meringue in And now, be gentle with it. Do like a cutting and folding motion and gently mix it together so you don't deflate the whole batter. Okay, once you're halfway there, add the rest of the meringue in. You don't have to mix it until it's completely smooth because it's still gonna need a bit more mixing anyway from the last batch of uh, meringue. Okay, let me just clean out my mixing bowl. Okay, so now we have all the ingredients together. We just have to stir them or gently fold them rather. So, not sure if you can hear that, but it's super airy and nice. It's like a cloud. Oh, that's the oven. Okay, it's preheated now. Let me just mix this together. So you want to mix this till you don't see any white bits of meringue anymore. And they're completely incorporated into the batter with the chocolate. And so you form like a really even, well-mixed batter. Otherwise, when you uh, bake it up, there'll be like flecks of white inside your final cake. And that doesn't look all that nice. Now, everything is even. And I am going to get my baking tray. A baking tin, actually. Uh, it's like a cake tin. It's a 7 by 7 inch cake tin. And I'm going to fill this to 3 quarters. So you don't want to fill it up to the top because it will expand as it bakes, it will rise. So it might overflow if you fill it up too much. But I think this is just right. So 
just put it in. So my baking tin is lined with uh, baking paper and that is uh, just for easy removal. But you can already see it's like super fluffy. Not sure if you can hear that, but it's like from the sound of the plop, you can tell how fluffy it is. Okay. All right, so I think I cleaned up the bowl there pretty well. And now I'm just gonna even it out a bit in the cake tin, do like a small swirling motion, and we're good. Okay, then, um, now this might seem a bit odd, but I'm going to put this cake tin inside a larger cake tin in which I'm going to pour some uh, boiling water into. And so you want your uh, inner cake tin to be submerged to the depth of at least, I would say one inch, more if possible. And so now I'm just gonna pop this whole setup into my oven. Now be careful because there's water. If it's easier for you, you can also um, put it in the oven first and then fill it with water. I'm just doing it this way because um, my oven is a bit tight. I don't really have a lot of room to maneuver around. Oh, it spilled a bit, but that's okay. So just gonna let this bake for 50 to 60 minutes. Now it's a long baking time, but the temperature is also low. So you're gonna, uh, so what this will do is it will gently cook the cake uh, without burning it on the top. So there's very little chance of it overcooking or becoming too caramelized on top. So you don't have to worry about that. But I'm just gonna let it go and we'll be back when the cake is out. Okay, so the Castella cake, I took it out of the oven and I just let it rest on the wire rack. So I took it out of the water bath and let it rest on a wire rack for around 15 minutes. And so now it's cooled down. It's a bit warm still, but you can hear it. Oh, it's like a pillow. Okay, okay, okay. Let me just slice it and we can do a taste test. Oh, it slices through like foam, man. Oh, it's so soft. Okay. I'm gonna taste one now, taste a piece. There's a side piece here. Mmm. It's so soft. Mmm, so soft. It's like a pillow. I'm gonna have another one. Mmm. Yeah, Costello cake is all about the texture. And to be honest with you, I think this one I probably over mixed it actually because it is a bit compact but man it's still really good the crumb is still really delicate it's still really light and as you heard it's like so pillowy and cloud like okay i already ate three pieces in the span of talking to you guys um okay i need to stop yeah i'm gonna stop the recording <laughs> okay um if you want to make this you can find 
the recipe in the link, uh, which should be in the description. And I hope you guys take care and stay safe. I'll see you guys next week. Now that is it for this week's episode. I hope you found this recipe really interesting and easy to follow, and it galvanizes you into cooking. As usual, I'll leave a link for this recipe in the show notes. But if you'd like to learn and read even more recipes, especially some crazy fun ones like kimchi carbonara and mooncake-flavored donuts, you can find those and a lot more on my blog at junandtonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-D-T-O-N-I-C.com. Finally, to listen to more episodes of Breaking Bread, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or on the BFM app. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.